The Building Freedom Podcast is created by Randy Stanbury, the founder and chief inspiration officer of Four Level Coach. Randy is a best-selling author with 25 years of real-world experience and a load of personal and business development. He will be sharing the tools, strategies, and mindset to help you overcome the most difficult roadblocks. Discover how you can transform your life and your business for greater freedom. Hey everybody, it's Randy Stanbury with Four Level Coach, and this is the Building Freedom Podcast. Today I'll be sharing insights and strategies directly from our Facebook group live for custom home builders. If you are a custom builder or remodeler and want to join the live conversation, head over to our Facebook group by clicking the link in the description of this podcast. Now don't worry if you're a plumber, electrician, painter, landscaper, it does not matter if you're any of the other trades. All of these insights and strategies relate directly to you and your business, I promise you. Now, let's dive right in and join the conversation that's in motion now. So I have with me today, which is awesome. Um, if you've heard any of our past podcasts, uh, Mr. Kalutis here is a frequent flyer with us and has incredible insights, always great shares, probably some of the best conversations that I get to have on here. So uh, privileged to have you here again with me today and doing our first Facebook Live together. So super cool. Uh, introduce yourself, Jim. Um, we are, where you're from, what you do, and we'll go from there, man. Perfect. Jim Kalutis out here in Metro Boston. We cover all six of the New England states, and we're a commercial painting contractor that also does fireproofing and industrial flooring. And uh, I started the business from nothing with my dad and I'm 34 years into it now and doing revenues of about $25 million. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, and, you know, that's actually, that's a perfect leading because when we jumped on here, like literally what, 40 minutes ago, I said, you got, you, you got some time you want to jump on with me today. And, uh, and the cool thing is that you as an entrepreneur doing 25 million actually has time. Um, and, and, you know, so that, that's cool. Uh, this is called the freedom builders and freedom is not about freedom. Go lie on a beach. I think a lot of guys think that, you know, it's like, well, shit, I'm not really interested in, you know, freedom and going to lie on a beach and getting in a hammock. Like that's not me. Uh, I think a lot of guys, uh, pride themselves in working 60 plus hours a week. Right. Sure. Um, you know, and, um, and so, but freedom to me is about the freedom to do what you want in your business, to be able to take it to another level. And you don't get to 25 million unless you have freedom. True. And, and, and for me, freedom is also to be able to do what you want at home, because I've always felt like the reason why you do what you do at work <laughs> is because you have at home, but it ties right into it. You need the freedom to be able to grow the business in order to be able to have more time with the family, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we know, speak and, the and, same language. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, uh, you know, the idea of there really isn't freedom without some pretty significant growth, right? You've got to have resources. You've got to have people. And a whole bunch of people does not get us freedom. Systems with people get us freedom. Sure. And, and you have to be able to hand off things to people in order for you to have freedom without that system it makes it a lot harder. And I've seen so many people want to grow their business. They add a bunch of people 
and they think that's the answer and it creates more chaos, frustration and overwhelm than it does good. And then we get pissed off and say, fuck it, I'm going to just scale back. And they miss the golden egg and opportunity. Or they get frustrated and say, that hurt trying to add people. I'm just going to do it myself and I'm never growing this, which is always scarier to me is to be stuck at that or put a ceiling in there that you'll never break through. Yeah. And the the ceiling is a language we use all the time. Um, I know you listen to a lot of these and you've probably heard us say, you know, that that uh, that ceiling is uh, it, it to me, it's a it's an awful place to be when we have a ceiling on us that we really get maxed out. We cannot move beyond. But if our belief is that people only create us chaos and overwhelm and more problems, then we're kind of screwed because there's no way around that if that's my belief. And it's a, it's a pretty interesting concept. Well, I wish there were more people like you, Randy, when I was like in my early days of growing my business, because I've had to make like multiple mistakes, you know, burn my hand multiple times, you know, on the stove to be able to figure it out. And I'm still trying to figure out the systems. And, and I listen to your podcast. I listen to your Facebook live events. And, you know, it, it just reinforces and it makes me think about the things that I did along the way to get me to where I'm at. So along the way to get you to where you're at. So I think that's probably a good tie in to kind of go backwards a little bit in time, because one, you did not have the fire you know, side of things. You did not have the industrial flooring side of things. You were not a commercial painter, um, you know, and you were a fairly small crew with your father um, doing some residential work. 100%. And, you know, along the way, you, you know, hone in on things. You found the right niche. You created the opportunities. You put some people in place. You added some systems. And I'm just throwing that I, I don't even know 100% of that story, but it's the only way it happens. So yeah, yeah. I got to be pretty close. Very close. Right. And so you add some people, you add some, you probably added some people, got pissed off, figured some shit out, knew that, oh God, we can't do that. We, but, but you had a relentless belief and approach that I'm not keeping the ceiling. So I'm going to keep finding a new way. And finding the new way at, at some point had to be some systems in the business with the people. And once you got that figured out, boom, the light goes off and goes, holy shit, I now know what I'm actually going for has a really a limitless possibility. Yeah, and, and that- sometimes sometimes that's scary, but you're exactly right. I think through reading books, hiring coaches, um, learning from other business owners about their mistakes, not only their successes, but from their mistakes. Big time. Um, and then just picking away and and you know, before you know it, you know, X amount of time has gone by and you're, you know, 10 times, 20 times bigger than you ever were or ever thought you would be, you know, for that mm-hmm. point. And then you, so you, you at one point realize, you know what, the business is going really well. And the freedom to me, the, the, the gift and the freedom is to take on the next new possibility when you have some freedom in your own business to, you know, not be sucked into the day to day or not be you know, so in the day to day that you don't have time to think or look beyond what's in front of you, right? So new opportunity comes up, you figure out the commercial work, you can add another zero, as opposed to your residential. 100%. 
You know, so you add the zero, the business grows, much more resources, opportunity. We can add another division. Now, this division, I can do the same thing. I've learned a whole lot more about, you know, what I know not to do again. So I can take that much quicker. So that next division went far faster, no question. Yeah, and I think each one, now we're adding the third division this past December. Um, it's almost like going through the storm of the, the original starting the commercial painting, going through the storm of adding the industrial flooring. Now, as I'm going through the storm of adding the fireproofing, it's just like I, I know the misstep a lot steps along the way. I understand where I have to put more structure, more procedure, and the stress level is way lower because we just have to go through those steps again. And, and again, it's the momentum is already there and we're just adding to that momentum. So it becomes easier and easier. I love it. And, and at no point, you know, um, did you ever, you know, have the belief of, okay, I'm good. I want to go lie on a beach. It's, I, I think, you know, true entrepreneurs and really entrepreneurial at heart and spirit, there's a never ending drive to continue to challenge ourselves and to grow. Right. And, you know, that, that to me is why, you know, uh, the money is great. Obviously we, we want to make more money. Uh, but at a certain point you make enough money where it's not about the money. It's really about what can I do next? And what can we do as a group and as a team and as an organization? And what can, you know, what is our true abilities here? Yeah. And for me, I've been able to make such a big impact. Uh, a couple of years back, we had our 30th anniversary and we decided to like invite everybody, all employees, field employees, office employees, and their families. Uh, and we booked out this amusement park. We rent, rented some of their picnic grounds and we basically had a company picnic at the amusement park. And, you know, the time came that everybody started showing up and we started seeing strollers coming in and family members coming <laughs> yes. in. And it wasn't just me, but it was most of the team looking around at how many people we were responsible for and the impact that we're making on these people's lives, their careers. These people actually have careers. I, it was that point that I realized, oh, my God, I have a real business here. And, and clearly I had a real business well before that. Sure. But it was a much bigger you know, weight that we were carrying of how serious it is for us to continue to grow and help people grow their careers and increase what they're making for their families and all that stuff. So that's the part that I really enjoy doing is yeah. growing the business and not for the money. It's the impact that we're making on all their careers and their lives and, and, and that stuff. Amazing. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. It really is something that, you know, a strategic byproduct way beyond what you're doing every day as the lives that you affect. And, mm -hmm. and the truth is, you know, you're affecting the lives of those employees directly and their families. You're also affecting the lives of your suppliers and vendors and your, sure. you know, the, your, your clients, your customer base um, by a particular experience that they get that they don't get from your competitor, you know, and, and when you start looking at that, it's, it, it, you know, it may look at or see it as a massive responsibility um, or it also can be looked at as, as wow, I, I get to do this. I get to wake up and create something that is having an impact like that. That's, that's significant. Well said. I get to do this. Yes. I get to do this every day, you know, <laughs> 
And, and that is not something that everyone gets to do. Um, and what I, and, and I, and I know this is to be true for you. Um, and it might not have been clear as you were saying that, but you know, um, you touched on it, impacting those lives and helping those people become something they never thought was possible when they met you, you know, um, that is significant and it doesn't happen when we have ceilings. It does not happen when we have a, a limited growth mindset. You know, it, it's impossible for people to become something more than they ever dreamt of from, from your, you know, input in their lives and your impact in their lives if we have a limited growth mindset. It can't happen. You know, you'll, give them, you'll give them a job. Yeah. And, and we always say we can't want it more for you than you do. So, right. you know, we, we look for people that want more. They want, they want the next level for themselves. And then you also see people that have potential and they can't see their potential and we want it for them. And then sometimes we hit this impasse that it works out and sometimes it doesn't because, you know, they say you can see their potential, but they're not willing to do the work. And I think sometimes, you know, there's only so much you can do for them. And in my early days, I would get frustrated by it. Mm -hmm. Now it's like we keep presenting it to them to say, hey, you ready? You know, do you want to do this? And for me, I see it with other business owners, not just employees, not just team members. I'm always running into other entrepreneurs and, you know, I, I try to help, help them see their potential and they want to stay small or they want to put that ceiling because they got in trouble at some point because they hired the wrong employee. You know, I have one friend that we call him like the pizza dough guy. He never wants to roll out his dough too far because he might tear the dough and he keeps himself always to this mm. limited thing. But at some point, someone may come eat his lunch and he's going to have to either grow or shrink even more and, and go backwards on his lifestyle, go, you know, create less opportunities for his employees. So there's always that threat, whether it's industry specific, whether it's more competitors coming into the market. You know, they say more businesses start during difficult times than start during great times. So it's, you know, you never know what could happen. You know, that's uh, I, I, an interesting story in my life that I believe shaped me and I didn't realize it shaped me back then. I mean, I was 14 years old, but, you know, I was, uh, you know, being a Canadian boy and I was playing AAA hockey at the time and I was cut from the AAA hockey team and I was 14 years old and the... Uh, how, how that ripped me apart then. I mean, it, it was, it, it hung on me for years. Uh, you know, that uh, the fact that that happened to me, but what I didn't realize was I had a massive life lesson in that. And what you're just talking about is someone's always wanting to eat your lunch, you know, and somebody will, and whether you think they are or not, they're fucking planning it right now and they're preparing and they're working harder than you or they're, and, and I'll stop myself. It's not about working harder than you. Um, because these guys and everyone in our program and in our group and, you know, work their ass off. So it's not about working harder than you, but they are doing things differently than you that is going to take you by storm from a business perspective that you're not prepared for. And so for me at 14 years old, um, I was a really good hockey player. I had great hands. I, I scored a lot of points, um, you know, but at 14, guys came in to that next season of tryouts and it looked like a different dressing room. These guys had worked out during the summer. They had 
exercise and ran, their conditioning was far better. I got out on that ice and I was not, and I believed I was, I thought I was because last year I was, but I didn't do anything. I was not, I did not prepare myself. And this whole idea of, of can I, you know, this constant and never ending improvement is something that we have to have in our life and our business. I don't care what point you're in, but for me, I did not deploy can I at the time. I did not improve at all over that summer. A handful of guys did. And very quickly, I lost my spot and it devastated me. But, you know, in like in any situation, if we don't take the opportunity to learn from that, then it's just a bad situation. And I, what I learned and what I think happened actually subconsciously is one, that I was going to set myself up that nobody else could take something away from me again. Entrepreneur, becoming mm-hmm. that. And then realizing that there's always somebody that wants my spot. Yeah. And I think that did you, that served you well in a sense, because it sharpened you up. It got you thinking or looking over your shoulder and it kept you motivated because you don't want to have that happen to you again. And I've had my (laughs) share of stories of being stuck on a roof because all of my guys didn't want to work, you know, 4th of July at the group of people that I hired, you know, to work with me were not really you know, the, the best of the best. And, you know, I vowed to myself that I would never put myself in that situation. So I found better employees. I had to find better customers to pay for the better employees. And it was just, a, you know, the start of the momentum of burning my hand on the stove and realizing mm-hmm. what do I have to do better? And at some point, I, I think enough different things happened of me having my lunch eaten by something or another that I almost started self-imposing someone eating my lunch, even when times were good. So that way I would start to get ahead of it. So now I'm known around here as like, okay, let's go. What's next? Let's go. What's next? And so we're always looking to make those improvements and do something before the walls start to close in on you before someone else we've had like you hear about people hiring employees and having like your number one number two or number three employee and and your number three employee decides to leave and go work for the competition and you start to panic but for us you know it was we learned from that and you know we took a hit for the business but what we realized is they're still playing with the old playbook that they originally left. And we've already reinvented ourselves five times since they left with that old playbook. And, you know, that will happen. Some people will say, wow, I'm never going to trust people again. I'm going to put more contracts in place. I'm going to put more golden handcuffs. And that's not how we reacted. We're like, just treat the right people, right. Yes. You know, keep doing the right thing. And yeah, you need to protect yourself here and there, but there was a huge lesson learned of, one plus one equals three here and the right people that we have on the team, we have this culture that we're so much better as a team rather than being able to leave and do anything on your own. There's not as much value for someone because we actually give each other the freedom because we have that entrepreneurial culture. People get to spend the time with their family. People get to take vacations. It isn't all work, you know, being here, but we've created those freedoms through the processes. We created those freedoms from all these standards that we've put in place over time. And I don't know. Which is that, you know, you're, you've obviously just breed a culture today that is way different than, you know, it was. And, and when you go back to that story of you being stuck on that roof, the truth of the matter is, you know, as entrepreneurs, 
extreme ownership. We got to take ownership of everything. So the fact of the matter is, if you really looked at that, I'm sure you would admit that you probably weren't the owner you needed to be for those guys to stay on the roof. Spot on to be on the roof. Spot on. Right. And so, you know, like when, when we get pissed off that guys aren't willing to do this and aren't willing to do that and they fucking leave and they, you know, and we blame everybody else look in the mirror and realize who, how am I showing up? Who am I being in this moment to be who I need to be for them to actually want to be here? You know, and, and that's a whole different, it takes something to do that. Right. Like I know for myself, my back, what you tell me I'm wrong or I'm not, I, like, I was always right. You know, uh, you know, until I, I grew up and realized that that's not the way I'm going to get to where I want to go in life. Sure. Um, but I, it's difficult. That's not an easy transition to become that. Really well, one of the things that I'm looking at, and as you're talking, I'm thinking about it, that at some point I went from a technician to a business owner. Uh, and for Big me, time. I'm curious for you is like, how do people make that transition? I know my transition from a contractor, you know, first of all, I, I had my the tool belt on, right? And I was doing the work myself hands-on. And then at one point I went to a contractor mindset. And then I think I elevated my thinking even more to a business owner mindset. But what have you seen causes people to, you know, flip their mindset along the way from, you know, technician, contractor, you know, business owner, right? You know, because something has to happen. What, what have yeah. you seen out there? You know, I, I think there's so many different scenarios to pinpoint one, but I think the common thread, uh, or at least the first thing that comes to mind as you're saying that, the common thread to me is desire. And it's desire for something more. It's desire, or it's hitting a bottom. It's hitting a bottom of no way. I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm sick and tired of where sure. I'm at. Which forces a change and a change starts to evolve, which then is a radical shift. The mindset and belief has to happen somewhere along the way. And that to me doesn't happen necessarily stuck on our own. You know, it, we, we can't just be on our own and not be in conversation and not be engaged with the right people and not be and being on our own. I mean, when I have a great book in my hand and I'm, and I'm learning from that or I'm listening to an audio I see that as being with the author or being with, you know, the, the speaker, you know, at that point. And so I'm not on my own. So I can be on my own and not be on my own. (laughs) So I I think I have to get out of myself. I have to want it bad enough. I have to be hitting some form of, of bottom. And to me, the, the gold, the real gold is when you're hitting bottom and the ceiling at the same time, when that happens, shit. I think we're ready to do anything to change. Yep. yep. Um, and the two, when the two are closing in on you, right? And, and they're getting tighter. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And that's true, right? I mean, that, that happens, you know, certainly I've had enough bottoms in my life and, and uh, from a ceiling perspective, um, yes, ceilings used to exist, but now they're just uh, an element of, you know, the next layer of busting through, mm-hmm. um, you know, we know there's, to me, there's always a ceiling. The ceiling is there with our current capacity, but how long am I hanging out at this current capacity? Not very long, I'm telling you that. Well, that's because you're building more capability for yourself. And, I, and you and I both know that if you're willing to read the book, if you're willing to go take a class, if you're willing to go get coached, you're going to build more capabilities. And with capabilities, 
breeds confidence and then you can take on more. Right. Um, so I think it's those little things that we're always taking steps towards what, what's next, uh, learning, growing. Yeah. How, how many times you heard that, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And this, this, this whole concept of you really don't know what you don't know until you start learning some new things and being open to it. As mm -hmm. you learn some new things, you go, holy shit, didn't know that existed. Boom, new capabilities, new possibilities, and being open to that. I think a large part of it, so desire being one of them, but being open, like mm -hmm. as I was saying that, is like being open is critical, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so, so what's being open, though? How do, you, how do you be open? Is that a matter of like looking for books to read? Is that lo looking for podcasts to listen to? Because... You know, some people like I can't sit still, you can't sit still, but there's some people that need to be told, go read this book. Sure. So I think it's being open to um, the believing, the knowing that you're not always right, that what you believe is really likely in most cases, complete bullshit. You just made it up in your own mind. Uh, and then likely that's because of the past experience situation that has clouded that judgment for whatever reason or you know and so if if that's the place we're coming from and we're not open to it then we have no chance um and i think this whole thing of our past experience like you know uh, one of the first things we do in our programs with anybody um you know we have a getting started portion of uh, of the program that we must lay in some foundational pieces or we're not going to be able to help you. I don't care. I can give you all of the right, the tools, the systems, the structure, the templates that you need. We'll give you everything you need to be successful. But if we can't bust through that being open and being ready and, you know, uh, having the desire to do that, um, you know, you're not going to do it. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so that's a big part. And, and so the first piece that we talk about is that the, the past does not equal the future. And if you're living from your past experiences, controlling your beliefs, I can't help you, Jim, you can't help anyone. Nobody's going to be able to help that person until they let go of believing that anything's possible and I need to be open no matter what's happened in the past for me. Yeah, I could definitely I, I see that all the time. People being hung up with the past and they can't go into the future because they're so hung up with that. Sure. Right. I think that's uh, that's a big, big, big piece. Big piece. I remember being interviewed by I think it was a sales trainer and, you know, he was trying to sell his sales training services to me. And, you know, he was asking me, he's like, all right, Jim what are you willing to do to be able to take the business from this point to that point and whatever? And, you know, for me, it just came naturally. I said, you know, whatever it takes. Whatever it and, takes. Yeah. yeah. And then again, I think I surprised him because most people may not take that on, may not look at that. Well, they might put parameters around it because whether they're way more precise or literal or whatever it might be for me, it's like, well, you do whatever it takes. And they're like, well, would you go, 
you know, jump out of a bill. I'm like, well, no, but that doesn't make, I'm not going to put that limit. I think we have so many opportunities. We have so many possibilities. Let's go, let's go find them. Let's go do that because there are, you know, limitless possibilities for us to continue to grow our businesses and to take on more than we already have. Um, and ask for help. Like who are the people around us that could help us? And some people think that asking for help is a weakness and actually asking for help is a strength. So seeing that people seek out coaches, seek out programs or books uh, and being open to that is, is definitely helpful as well. Critical. Um, you just reminded me of, of, you know, our getting started, part of our getting started. Um, and we do it on our very first session with anyone is um, we have a pledge and we literally, you know, might seem a little, little quirky or weird, but you know, we have you put up your right hand and we pledge to uh, each other in the group that, um, that we are entering this program with an open mind, that we are ready to uh, do what it takes, that we, uh, that we we're willing to set aside everything we think we know about the, your business, about the program, about life. Because if you're not willing to set that aside, I, we are, you know, we're, we're going to struggle because you're going to believe everything that we're trying to do, you already know. And if you already know it, then you would have done it. So we need to be open that there's there's some things that we need to uncover that might not be there right now. And it might be uncomfortable all the way through it. So and it's with this, you know, so that I can uncover an abundance of limitless possibilities. That's we, have a, uh, <laughs> we have a field leadership training program. So your pledge is and I, I don't have a pledge. I wish I did for these guys. Uh, but one of the things that we do when we kick off the field leadership program for our our, our field teams mm. is I basically say to them, look, if you come in here and you already know everything, then I can't add any more value to you. So I think you need to give me at least some room in that glass for me to be able to add some knowledge, add some value, because if you already know the answer, then you might as well walk out that door because I'm not going to add any more value to you. So leave some room in there of not knowing so that way you can be open you know, yeah. to learning more stuff because otherwise, yeah, yeah. you know, you can't help a know it all. Yeah. yeah. And where, yeah. Where do you go with that? Yep. And so if we're in that place, literally, I might as well give your money back and, and go back to what you're doing. I'm not going to be able to help you. Yep. Um, exactly. And, and, and our world is not about like, I'm, I'm not about incremental growth. Uh, give a shit about incremental growth. I'm about exponential growth, right? Like I, 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 I also don't believe that incremental growth is going to help you get any real freedom in your life or make any real difference. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I believe, uh, I don't know if you've heard me say that. So you listen to some of these podcasts, but the, you know, um, the whole fact that a, a massive strategic byproduct of doing what we do as entrepreneurs and growing businesses is we get to become a better human being, right? Like it's impossible for us not to become a better person in the process, because we have to, if we're actually going to treat people better and run a better business, it's, you've got to be better at this. You know, yeah, we're, we're, we're always working at it and we have to, well, part of that goes back to ourselves. We have to improve ourselves in order for us to create a better business, to create a better environment. And sometimes I think, you know, leaders or business owners might sign up their people for something, but I believe that you, it starts by looking at the person in the mirror. And that's really where it all starts is and start working on that person first 
and then start to work everything else. Because if you're not open for it, you can't just sign people up in your company to, hey, go do this or hey, do that if you're not open to it yourself. Right. Yeah. And and we'll be willing to take ownership for everything that actually happens in the day-to-day operation, whether you're in it, part of it or not. You've created it. You've mm-hmm. got systems. You've got, you know, everything is there and you're responsible for it no matter what. Love it. Um, that's so, it. Interesting so take. What's going on in the building world out there? What, what are your clients? What's the building industry? What's going on? I mean, I know what the, I'm hearing out there, but what are you hearing out the there? The numbers are staggering, right? Like the, the amount of work. So one of the things that, you know, is that we found we don't need to focus on these days is uh, not that we, we don't at all, but we put a lot less focus today on marketing and sales because there's an abundant of opportunities out there. And what I'm seeing over and over is that the client base is turning down opportunities. And it, it makes me sick to my stomach when anyone's turning down an opportunity that they could rightfully take on if they just had the ability to take the company to the next level. And those opportunities allow you to do it. This is the time to do it. The, you know, right now it, it's people are spending money like crazy. The opportunity is outstanding. Uh, you know, it's, can you capitalize on that and run with it right now? And, you know, we've got clients that we're working with, you know, and, and especially the larger clients, like, you know, someone that's doing 14 million when we met them, literally, I just did this last week, talked about this guy, but, you know, 14 million last, uh, we met him about five months ago, four months ago. Uh, I guess it's five months now. So he's about 14 million. Literally, because of the of the new structure of systems, the additional of people in that five-month span has given the complete ability to say, I'm not turning down projects that I would have before. And going into 2022, he now has 32 million in the works under contract next year because of adding four people to the team and the systems to be able to do it. Now, this is a gentleman that had an amazing business, making a lot of money at 14 million. But when you step back and and you hit a ceiling because you're maxed out, literally maxed out, can't take on more work, turning stuff down, not taking on those opportunities, we're at the max. You can be at the max, or you can do something different about it, which this gentleman said, I am not okay with that. And in the process, we're getting him removed from the business so he can have a life and lifestyle in it. And Love so it. the business goes from, you know, 14 to 32. And, and we haven't got to 2022. I'm sure he's going to crack 40, if not more next year. And That's then of beautiful. course, those builds, because they're good size build two and three year builds, they'll go on you know, for some time and revenue wise is substantial. It will become an easy $50 million business within a year or two because of making some simple moves. So that's why I think like you asked what's going on, that's what's going on. The, the opportunity is abundant if you can capitalize on the people in the systems to do it. 
Well said. Yeah, the opportunities are definitely out there. There's no shortage of opportunities. So what you're saying is if, if you have your house in order, you have your systems in place, you can take advantage of that and uh, keep on growing right through this. And I, and I think people, you know, get concerned about the systems because it's kind of like, what do you mean? Like, what systems do I really need? How would I ever put that in place? Well, there's a lot of very simple tweaks. You know, it, it, you're a, a Tony Robbins guy too, right? And so you've heard him talk about the two millimeter shift. Ooh, I think I have. Maybe not, it? maybe. I've heard of it, but I don't remember what it is. When I'm bringing something new to Jim Kalutis, this is an interesting day, right? I love it. Um, so two, two millimeter shift, just the idea of a two millimeter shift in something takes you in a completely new you know, direction, completely new opportunity. You know, and he refers to it as you know, hitting a golf ball. You know, if you hit a golf ball and that the club face is two millimeter shift, that ball is going to end up in a very different place, 200 and something yards down the, you know, the fairway, right? Well, it won't be the fairway. It's going to be the rough, <laughs> right? But Or the woods. Or the way, yeah, or the woods or, or wherever, or a lake or a pond, you know? So that two millimeter shift is such an interesting concept to me because it doesn't take a whole lot to have a totally different trajectory of your business in a different game to your business hundred percent. So yeah, right. I, I could see that. And, and finding those two millimeter, cause there aren't just one, there are multiple ones oh. that we keep looking for them to adjust and tweak and fix. So, and, and one of the best books ever, in my opinion, and, and it's one of the simplest ones is the compound effect. Right. Mm. And Darren Hardy's compound effect. You know, editor of Success Magazine has interviewed, you know, over the last 30 years, the most successful people on the planet. And he's narrowed it down to the simplest formula ever, which is what our entire program is based on helping people do is do the one right thing next, next week, today, consistently over time. And that compound effect of those two millimeter shifts is the answer. I mean, there's. There's no, if there's no magic formula, magic bullet. It's just knowing what to do next and doing that consistently over time. Love it. it. Love it. Good stuff. Yeah. No, there's no more to talk about. Yeah. No, it's keep it simple. Right. It's like, let's go get it done. And, and the compound. So I love the compound effect of those two millimeter shifts knowing what to do next, putting that next piece in place and having, you know, the $14 million guy, great story, incredible. He's going to make, you know, a ridiculous amount of money. And um, that's an incredible story, but there's so many guys at $200,000 in revenue that feel they just, that they're stuck and they can't get past that. But the truth of the matter is Jim, in your business or in mine, we were both at $200,000 at one point. Absolutely. You know, and at $200,000, you had to learn some things and to get to 500, to get to a million. And when you hit a million, you start thinking differently when you hit two and, you know, and those things start changing. Um, So what would you say um, the biggest, like, you know, scale this back down to, or go back in your time and business to, you know, in that 500 or less than a million dollar range, and, you know, it's, it, it's probably one of the hardest places to be because you don't have the people, you don't have the money, you don't have the so-called resources and you feel stuck 
you're on a hamster wheel because you're doing everything and you're trying to just keep up. Um, what What's your one thing, if you were to tell somebody one thing that they need to do differently today to get out of that or to get past that, to, to move forward, yeah, so what is it? If I was to bring it down to one thing, it's never one thing. It goes back right. to the book that you said, the compounding effect. Sure. But in the early days of like a half a million dollars, I remember not charging enough. And that was probably the easiest thing to, I didn't know what I was really worth, but there was something going on between the customers that I was going after and the employees that I had. And I needed better employees, but in order to pay more for those better employees, I needed better customers. So it was interesting just thinking about one of the years that I doubled in size just by raising my prices. And it made all the difference in the world to have better customers that valued me, valued all my people. And we, you know, it made a big difference to be able to have those extra resources, whether it was time, money to invest in myself, to invest in the next level employee higher, right? It, so it's, it's that constant compounding effect of keep growing it. And it's that journey that you're on. You got to keep raising your prices. You got to keep realizing your worth that because um, I had those early moment days of being frustrated that I could go work for someone and make more money. And right. I, I know everybody's been through that, that stage that you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And once I got through that, it was really about raising the bar on myself. It was my own fault that I wasn't making money. It wasn't the customers. It wasn't anybody else. Uh, but once I got it, you know, I just kept compounding to the next thing to invest in a strong number two, to invest in a mm. bookkeeper, to keep track of our accounting, keep score, you know, measure things, put metrics in place. So it was, it was multiple things. Check, check, check. Check, check, uh, check. Every one of those. Um, now, I, I, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, I 100% agree with you. Every one of our clients that start with us, we start with the very first thing is foundation. Because Here's the truth. When we talk about increasing pricing, that's a very difficult thing to do if you don't believe it yourself as to that you can or that you should or that you um, uh, that the business is set up to deserve to be paid more money. That mm -hmm. that your belief is that you'll lose clients if you don't you know keep that number tight and low. But the fact of the matter is we're just coming from, it's all up here. It's a mindset and belief. So, um, you know, step number two, after we change that, we, in we increase pricing and yeah. we find, because most of the time I find guys at that level at that, you know, let's call it a million or under or 500,000 and under um, have no idea of, of their true costs. So they're operating from a standpoint of, I think I'm making money. It seems like this is the right dollar amount. Isn't this what the market charges? Well, all of those, you know, we, so first we got to understand what, what it costs to be in business. And I think far too often at that level too, we're not paying ourselves enough. We don't have overheads that we really believe that we have in the business. So we don't have to cover those. So our pricing can be lower. But as long as you go from that mentality, you'll never be able to afford an overhead that actually runs a proper business, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so so there's, I think, yes, and my my guess is it took uh, quite a while for you to actually make that shift. 
you wanted to, scared shitless to do it, probably took some time to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, like it just took these little steps along the way, a couple steps forward, a step backwards, and it was no straight path to it. It was always that that zigzag pattern of how we got to where we are now. So right. It's a journey. It sure is a journey, man. And how fun is the journey? Love the journey. Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way. I would say, and and I've said this many times too. Um, you know, I played a lot of sports growing up, but I've never played a sport like business. Um, like there's no sport that compares to the the game of business. At the at the end of the day, when you're playing it at that level, when you're figuring out how to move, you know, people around the field and you know how to manage the team and then start leading the team and not become a manager but a leader and then create other leaders and shit and when you talk score scorecards and scoreboards and metrics and you know um god almighty i love business yeah and there's nothing like it so and building a team that you you're proud of and and you can grow with and everybody on your team willing to grow themselves and to keep going it's amazing, man. Uh, Jim, this is uh, so, so glad you were able to jump on here. Um, you know, I, it, all the way through this, I'm going, man, we got to do this more often. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> like, happy to, right? Uh, like, I love your energy. I love what you do for people. So I'm happy to be a part of it. And anytime you want to, you know, give me a ring and I'm happy to jump on. Definitely got to get you back a lot sooner. Um, yeah, there's so many, like, the truth is there's about 10 other angles and, and directions I want to go right now. Um, and we don't have time. And it's like, man, I, I want, I, there, there's, there's 10 things right now that I love to dig into with you, but every one of those is a whole nother, you know, episode here. So, um, man, so glad you're on, uh, love what you do and love how you've done it and love your insights and uh, appreciate your time, my friend. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, we will uh, hope to, of course, see Jim again real soon. Um, me again next Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern, as always. And, uh, you know, if anything, hopefully you got, you know, some insight or some movement towards some direction. And, you know, the compound effect is really taking a step forward, no matter what that is. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, certainly we're, we're here to help in any way. Uh, DM me directly in the group. Happy to, uh, happy to help in whatever way we can. Cheers, Jim. Cheers. All right, guys. Cheers. If you enjoyed today's podcast and would like to learn more about how to get off the hamster wheel of your business, visit us at fulllevelcoach.com forward slash learn more. You can access tools that will help you enjoy more time, money and freedom in your own business. You can also book a strategy session with our owner and entrepreneur, Randy Stanbury. Thanks for listening.